to the In the Pattern podcast. Big left traffic, cleared for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Calvin. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast. This is Chris. Along with me, I've got Mark. Nope. I've got Brad. I don't know how yep. many times I've ever did that. Like, it seems like every other episode. <laughs> and John, and we have a special guest this evening. You might have heard that laugh. Who is this? Guess. Take a wild guess. <laughs> it starts with an A, and it ends with a Uriel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's late on Saturday night at Camp Bacon. <laughs> yes, yeah. This, this, is, uh, this is, we're at Camp Bacon. This is uh, Sunday night. Sorry, Saturday night. I'm thinking it's Sunday because we're getting ready to leave early in the morning. <laughs> I don't think you guys so should bad. say you just Just one more and then I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's late. It's, uh, it's, it's camp not that bake. late. It's like no. 11 o'clock. Come it's on, true. guys. That's true. The night air show just finished. It was pretty awesome. And uh, Pacific time. That's oh, yeah, true. 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 We got a special guest that stopped by, Ariel Tweedo. She's been hanging out with Jason Shepard all week and doing some other interviews and stuff. How's it been going? How was your Oshkosh? Oh my God, I'm in love with it here. I think Wisconsin is going to get sick and tired of me. I don't want to leave. I'm actually going to get to stay here now until Thursday, so it's going to be really fun. But no, Oshkosh has been amazing. It was my okay horrible story. So today was my first. I've been here twice. And today was my first time actually getting to watch the air show. And, and I talked to one of the guys, so I was like, they have an air show here? I didn't even know how. They were like, oh, are you serious? It's called the Oshkosh Air Show. I'm like, I've been stuck in hangars and, like, booths and stuff for the last two years and <laughs> never got to wander around or anything. So today was so much fun getting to actually go talk to pilots and watch the air show and see, like, Sean Tucker, like, bomb around. I'm like, I want to be that guy. And so, you know, it's super inspirational and so much fun to, like, hang out and meet everybody. A little bit different kind of flying than what you're used to. Yeah, yeah. a little tad. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, yeah, now, a lot different. Now you have to tell your dad to show me a barrel roll or a uh, Lomshevik or, yeah. uh, you know, something like that. Oh, no, in, in no, my plan, my plan is to get my, like, aerobatics license there and go, go up there and be like, hey, Dad, watch this. There Boom. you go. Yeah, and then be like, fly together. yeah, oh, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Dad, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. No? Eight, hour, eight hours bottle throttle what? That's right. That's right. So you're going to be, yeah. Everybody's cracking up around here. Hashtag FAA is not listening. That's right. <laughs> so so what are you going to do here? You're going to be here until Thursday. Yeah. All yep, right. I get to stay here until Thursday. I have to make it. To, well, I have to make it to Friday to Chicago. And so I'm just hanging out and trying to survive until then. That's awesome. That's awesome. How was uh, so? How was flying with Jason? Is he as good a pilot as he thinks he is? Uh, you know, <laughs> no, he he's awesome. No, actually, no, he's he's the most like like just. I don't know even how to describe him. He's like down considered to down to earth. Oh, yeah. No, it's not even down to earth. He's just he gets you and he he figures out your personality, how to teach you. He knows that I'm super like 
it's, and it shows pretty well in our show that I'm always like, ooh, squirrel, rainbow, somehow Skittles. But no, so I, it takes a lot to like tone me down, and uh, and I get that. Like I'm, I, I'm, I have too much energy, and I'm always trying to figure out ways to like settle myself. And he did such a good job on like, like just like figuring out how to make me like, hey, concentrate. We're gonna do this today. We're gonna do A, B, C, and D. Then you could go out and do like swim with dolphins. There you and go. And you know, so he's he's amazing, and he's he's so smart. And watching him today speak at some of the like the forums he did, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna start taking your class because he he's so well spoken. He should be a professor at so like Harvard, but yeah, he's great. I asked him one day how he. Uh how he's able to write all those books like to go to school for you know English lit or you know creative writing or whatever he goes no not even close he goes I just kind of talk into a microphone and then hand it off to an editor and they make yeah. it sound readable you yeah know? no and, and he surrounds himself with like good people like he has amazing friends his wife is amazing like he oh, yeah. that Ashley's I think awesome. that's like a big part of his thing he he gets like he he knows how to surround himself with like positive people that know aviation and so they're always giving him tips like his wife is always constructive criticism <laughs> uncle larry oh, if yeah. you haven't known him like he's always like taking notes while jason's speaking and to be like crowd reactions like based on like the faces of people that are sleeping in the back he's like okay you're in this part don't talk about that anymore because like grandma in the back is sleeping Carol <laughs> over there is like tweeting there and so go. i was like okay like delete that part and like he's he just gets it like he's such a great businessman and so like i'm so privileged i've learned so much he's my age he's like younger than me by like six like months oh really like, Awesome. Darn it. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I have more white hairs and stuff to show it. But yeah. I know I've learned so much like working with him. And so it's been a privilege. Did you get a chance to take any rides with anybody while you were here? No. No. If no anyone's way. out there listening. Next year. Yeah. Next I'm here year. till Monday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Next year for sure. I want to like hopefully by next year I'll have like more ratings and stuff and I could do more. But no, I want to like I want to be like an aerobatic like female Sean like so Tucker. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to do like something like that would be Petty, awesome. Petty Wagstaff. Mate. Yeah. Oh man. She, so someone told me about her today. Dave, where are you? Yeah. But no, I want to meet her and I want to like, like, get into her brain because that would be. <laughs> I want. I haven't done anything that like scares the crap out of me. And I like watching this today. I'm like, that seems a little like terrifying. I want to do this. it. There yeah, <laughs> yeah, on a normal Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go fly. So, so yeah. level, level one through six, you know. Yeah. No. no that would be fun. But, no, aviation is amazing, though. And it's so it's such just, it's just a family, though. And, you, like, you meet like you meet pilots and you sort of, like, you're, you're on each other's wavelength and you yeah. get each other. And, I don't know, it's 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 comforting. And I, I love I, – I haven't met a pilot yet that I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, we could tell. I think by 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 your show, Flying Wild Alaska, that uh, you really you know have a heart for it, as as, as well as your whole family for that matter. Yeah. But uh, you really loved it and, and took hold of it. And I think one of the things of all the different uh, aviation shows that's been out there, this one wasn't like dramatized and overproduced, and you know to the point where you're saying, "Oh, come on, no one yeah. does that." You know, it was no, just real that, stuff. No, it's definitely like. Like we like me, we, I got to be a producer on the show, so you get mm -hmm. get to have a say in like what's on there and stuff. But it was like a big deal to like I don't want to embarrass my family. You don't want to embarrass the pilots. Nope. You want to make it honest. You don't want to embarrass like your cousins and your relatives, your grandma that are gonna watch <laughs> right. it. So yeah, you want to make it honest, and I think we did a pretty good job by the third season. 
that's why our show ended. It wasn't because my dad retired. He didn't retire. He's yeah. still flying every single day. It was because, like, it started to be, okay, like, our life's not that interesting. Like, there's not going to be <laughs> something every day that's going to, like, go wrong. So by the third season, it's like, ooh, maybe we should, like, throw a wedding cake on the plane and make it, like, shake a little bit and be like, oh, my God, the lady's not going to get her wedding cake. <laughs> and by that point, we're just like, I think we ran out of ideas. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so on like my dad's part and everyone, like, props to him. I mean, we could have been riding this way for a long time because it was amazing. It was so much fun, but it, it was just my parents like saw like they didn't want to do it anymore, and yeah. and and they don't want to be in the spotlight. Like that's why they're not here at Oshkosh. Yeah, like they're they're yeah. stuck yeah. in our cabin right now fishing or like i don't know what they're doing maybe maybe i'll get another cousin or like your brother. <laughs> no but no they're like they get it and so i've been so like blessed to like have them as role models and stuff so they're they're good so you'll be heading back there at some point i'll i get to go back the end of august is that a uh, decent time of the year for uh, alaska Fishing. i suppose yeah oh yeah. yeah we're all going straight to the kenai when i land and going go. getting our like king salmon nice it's gonna be so much fun and those giant crab. Not in the Kenai, but then we'll, we will be getting a lot of those. Yeah. Serious, they're so good. <laughs> we, yeah. We're jealous of that uh, seafood. Well, there. hey, come and visit. There you go. Come and visit. That'd be awesome. Well, we did want to thank you so much for uh, stopping by Camp Bacon and hanging out with us. Thank and you. Uh, and thank you for feeding me bacon. Yeah, well. they, they, they're not lying about their name. I think I might have had about like 12 strips. <laughs> That's awesome. Mind. Well, thank you so much for showing up. We appreciate it, and we hope to see you back here uh, at Camp Bacon and Oshkosh in future years. Oh, I told them already. You guys are stuck with me now. I'm not <laughs> leaving. I have my I have my little sleeping bag set up there next you go. to me right there. There's a spot for you every year. Larry will make sure of it. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys thank so you. much. All thank right. You. Have a good thank one. Bye-bye. So, guys, that was Ariel Tweedo from uh, Flying Wild Alaska hanging out with us in Camp Bacon. Um, guys, uh, it's it, we, we didn't do a normal uh, dailies like we normally do. We kind of got caught up when, in other when things. When do we normally do those? Well, <laughs> since we only get here, we get here on Thursday typically. John's here all week. Slackers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just I was just telling Franz when I was walking up here, I got to try and make it out here for a whole week sometime because I'm just exhausted now. It's too hard to... You and me both, brother. You know, I would like to do like a half a day's worth of what I normally do and then just come back here and chill. Right. Instead of like... In, in a whole week, I see about two days of the show. I mean, it's well, it's just crazy. You, you've accepted other responsibilities. And this year was a light year. Yeah, <laughs> this year was a very light year, but you're pretty gimpy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 I got the bad knee. It's John, all that right rudder. There you go. John, John, John's messed up his, uh, his legs so bad from all that right rudder. Yeah, he's going to have to have some knee surgery, bionic knee replacement, whatever. Anyways, um, let's kind of well, talk about uh, yeah. You flew how up. we this got your, here. This is your first Fisk approach. Yeah, we uh, Franz and I uh, flew in for the first time, um, and uh, it was a first for both of us. It was awesome. Brad, this is your third, fourth. Uh, this is my sixth Oshkosh oh. and my fifth, my fifth uh, time flying in, and my fourth time flying the Fisk approach. Okay, awesome. Um, for for me, Franz and I, we flew up together uh, in the Mooney. Uh, took off at uh, O Dark 30 out of out of Phoenix uh, Deer Valley. Like we were in there at 6 a.m. Uh, it's not O Dark 30, but we were up at four and by the at the hangar by five and yada yada yada. But who wants to fly in Arizona in the summertime after 5 a.m.? Yeah, as soon as that sun hit, sun hits the horizon, it's already 100 degrees out. It just doesn't feel like it. That's all. Um, oh. But uh, we climbed out of there like a scalded ape and uh, just climb, climb, climb. 
a scalded ape. Yeah. They climb fast? They have you scald one and see. I yeah. All right. I'll, I'll Oh, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. Don't I, get, I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe it's a mid. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. That might be a reference from there. I'm not sure. Yeah, a lot of apes here. Yeah. How about a homesick angel? There you go. There you go. Anyways, um, we uh, we got out of there pretty quick and just climb, climb, climb. We uh, did the uh, what do you call it? Um, flight following the whole way. So that was very helpful. There was uh, clouds. There was cloud layers pretty much the whole way. Um, and we got above a scattered layer. We could see down through them at all times. But climbing up through them, we were dodging left and right to stay away from them, as we should. Um, but we were right next to them occasionally. But uh, we could always see down below them, and then there was a layer pretty solid above us. 2,001 feet away. Yeah, I, I think it was. we nailed that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't look at any of my pictures. Uh, anyways... The air was calm, at least. We didn't have any turbulence, although those clouds were around. Um, and uh, after we got to about, I don't know, 12, 13,000 feet, we threw on the oxygen masks and we kept climbing. We got to about 15,5, and that's 15,500, right? Um, got to about 15,5, and we were coming up on New Mexico, and we had the um, Taos, New Mexico, to uh, go over the mountains. And according to the chart, they were at 13.5, but they looked like I was going to hit it. So I called it, called up uh, center and told them I was going to go on up, going up to 17.5 just to give ourselves a little bit more cushion. And they said, um, whatever, yeah. you're VFR. Yeah, that's all they. That's usually what they say. All right, thanks, uh, just maintain, v, you know, maintain VFR. Yeah, we'll do. So we climbed on up there and crossed that, and there didn't really have much turbulence from, nice. from that, you know, which is seems to be the case a lot of times, you know, when you're crossing mountains. So... Um, anyways, uh, at that point, uh, you know, we were seeing 165 to 175 knots, depending on what altitude we were at, which was great. Fuel burn of about 13.3. Um, and we uh, landed first in Ulysses, Kansas. Uh, that was about a three-and-a-half-hour leg. Um, we filled up there and sat and ate some snacks in the FBO there. Really neat little FBO. Um, they do a bunch of air tractor maintenance and stuff they like do 325 they have like 325 um air tractor agcat you know um airplanes that they do annuals on every year wow so it's a big business for them it's an annual a day yeah there and there was one uh that one that had left came back and left again while we were there like busy 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 so we had some snacks while they were there I, I recommend the donuts they had very good donuts uh, we took back off and our next leg was going to be somewhere in Iowa, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It doesn't really matter, but we went ahead and skipped that. We figured, you know. Um, Make we, it all the way to DuPage? Yeah, we were, we were you know, kind of kicking ass up there, and fuel burn was good, and we knew we had enough fuel to make it if we went ahead and went all the way to DuPage. Um, bladders were holding out okay. <laughs> uh, Franz did uh, use the... Um, Little John a couple of times. Which, TMI. Yeah, which was a little interesting, but uh, <laughs> it, uh, it was a non-issue. Um, Thank we you for not periscoping. <laughs> yeah. We went ahead and uh, went on into uh, DuPage, um, Illinois, and that is a fantastic airport. If you're anywhere in the Illinois area and you've not ever been to DuPage, I would seriously recommend going there and checking it out. You, it's like the Taj Mafrican Hall of... of, of uh, of uh, airports for GA. Have you ever been there? 
I've been to DuPage and uh, Midway. Those are the only two airports in Chicago I've flown into. In that FBO, crazy. It looks it like some beautiful like federal building or something. And yeah. it kinda, I guess it is. DuPage? No, the, the FBO, kind of like a federal building. Oh, not really, I guess. It's not, well, by the city, I guess. Anyways, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we stayed the night in DuPage. Um, Franz's parents came and picked us up and fed us like kings. And uh, we um, took off the next morning, got up again at 4 a.m., um, headed out the door at 5, got to the airport, and um, paid our $7 for our overnight ramp fee. Ouch. Yeah. I, I, I was appalled at that, and I about stomped my feet and walked out. But Franz went ahead and paid it anyways. Um, and we told him we were going to get uh, self-serve gas because uh, it was about 50, 60 cents cheaper. Um, so we went out to the airplane, and click, 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 it wouldn't start. But ump bump you know. Dead battery. Um, what is it with the two of you guys in batteries? Do you have battery problems? The, the diamond. The diamond wouldn't start. And, had and the jump cart didn't work? and the uh, Yeah, because, you know, 12 volts isn't enough, but 14 is just right. Yeah. <laughs> so something about you two. I don't know. And batteries. <laughs> well... I guess I've had my share battery woes too, so it's everybody but Mark. I'm the one who accidentally killed the battery. I, I, if you've ever sat in a Mooney, you set, you're sitting on the floor. It's not the most comfortable plane for long trips. Can you attest to that? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't gone quite as far as you, but yeah, I get, I mean, I get the idea. You know, on a Cessna, you, you're sitting up in a chair. Your knees are bent, you know, and you, you can move it back and forth. This, this, uh, this thing pretty much is like a cushion sitting on a well, ground. It's a sports car. Yeah. So. <laughs> You can be seven foot tall because the seat goes way back if you have super long legs. And no upper body. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the seat's really low. So I brought an extra cushion, threw it on there, but that made me just tall enough to where my um, headset was, like, touching the ceiling once in a while. And anyways, to make this long story shorter, um, I accidentally bumped the interior lights and had left them on overnight. Because that interior light is not attached to the master. Battery, strip, battery switch, that's right. Yeah. So um, I said, okay, I got this. So I pulled out my transceiver and called up the FBO and asked him to uh, bring out a uh, jump cart for us that the battery was dead. And she's like, okay, no problem. And I was like, oh, shoot. Well, by the time we get it started and taxied over to get fuel, it's just not going to run again. So I called her back and said, might as well just bring the fuel truck out here too. So we got fuel, and then uh, the guy came out here to proceed to jump it. And uh, that was a little bit of an issue. He had uh, the regular jump cables wouldn't work, and we had to use regular car battery cables. And Franz was a little bit nervous about that because, you know, it's not a standard connection. But his system's 12 volt, so hooked it up to the battery of that truck and hooked it up to the post on the outside of the plane and started right up, so no issue. Now we wonder. It's been sitting for a few days, but it should have. What do you think? Do you think it's charged all the way? Oh, I, it's probably fine yeah. after an hour plus. It was about an hour, tw hour 20 or something. Sure. Yeah. Plus the taxi and everything else. It's yeah. probably got some charge on oh, it. Oh, that was 20 minutes. There you go. <laughs> it was quick. Yeah. So anyways, we, uh, so we took off out of DuPage, um, headed up here. Um, we flew to Ripon and then. Yeah, flew to Ripon and uh, at that point uh, slowed down to that 90 knots and threw the lights on, had the transponder off. Yada yada yada, you know, headed up to um, Fisk at that point, and we're, we were just watching all these planes kind of funnel in and just followed in line, just like them. And um, there was no one coming behind us, which was nice. So we didn't have any kind of 
um, merging or conflicting airspace issues, which was great. So 90 knots and 1,800 feet off the ground, we were going right along, rocked our wings as we were told, and um, the guy, uh, ATC, cleared us for 3-6, and I had to, you know, make sure my voice was heard on live ATC for later, so I asked, asked him for 2-7, <laughs> and that's approved, so we went ahead, and that's the one we practiced. Matter of fact, Franz and I, a few days before we left, he came over to my house, we turned on the flight simulator and flew the, flew the approach from DuPage up here, Rip it, rip and fisk and downwind for two seven nice and landed it so and what's cool even in, a, in flight simulator when you land planes everywhere they have it set up to as <laughs> if it's oshkosh it's kind of cool so anyways um landed it we and here's the thing he's he says uh the atc said to um uh turn turn base at the numbers and clear to land orange dot orange dot's the first dot off of two seven so he's basically having us do a, a short approach coupled with a short landing hit, having to hit that first but, dot. But you started the descent on the downwind like you're supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you were primed. Yeah, and and, and Franz nailed it. Hit the dot. I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, there's no way he's hitting the dot. No way. And I think he was like, I'm hitting the dot. <laughs> it it might have been a tad firm. There was no bounce, but uh, he put it down and uh, got off into the grass and then did the conga line all the way up and around to seven, yep. back down the other side and parked over there by the uh, Hyatt or whatever that is. I don't yep, know. The Hilton. The Hilton. So how about yours? Uh, my trip was about an hour and uh, 30 minutes to Ripon. Uh, unfortunately, I never made it to Ripon. I had to do two turns around Green Lake. Uh, and then I went to Ripon three times and had to peel away uh, twice. And then on the third time, I finally got in the end of the line. Got cleared uh, for 3-6. There was no option for 2-7 because they were doing tons and tons and tons of departures. They had 100 planes lined up to depart, which is why we were doing turns around Green Lake in the first place. It was just the, the volume of traffic. Twice. Just everybody was leaving. There were a lot of planes leaving uh, on Wednesday. Uh, and I was only about an hour or so behind you, uh, hour, hour and a half behind you. Yeah, I think when I said, hey, we landed, you said, I'm 40 minutes out or something like something that. Something like point. that, yeah. So uh, I got cleared for 3-6 right. Uh, I was uh, in my descent on the base leg. I was just starting my base turn to final, and another aircraft, another Cherokee 6, flies right underneath me, within well within 50 feet. And... Um, I was like, well, that's not any good <laughs> at all. So firewalled the throttle and uh, started my go-around sequence and was waiting to get my turn to, to advise ATC that I was going around uh, and started heading east because that was that's the only way out when yeah. you're on 3-6. Uh, west is 3-6 left plus the ultralights plus the blimp plus the helicopters. So uh -huh. you go east towards Lake Winnebago, and that's where safety is. Yeah. Um, ATC thanked me for for the go around and gave me uh, any runway anywhere I wanted. Well, <laughs> any of the three six runways anywhere I wanted. What did he say? He said something to you. Oh, he he just <laughs> gave me a big thank you. Uh, appreciated the go around. Uh, you know, appreciate your patience. Uh, I I got three or four different calls from from the tower, and then he he just said uh, three six right or three six left, whatever you need, just just mm -hmm. put it on the ground. Um, and then began the taxi. Three and a half miles of taxi, I which cost me about close to a hundred bucks oh my in gosh. aircraft time. Uh -huh. um, 
and uh, eventually made it to uh, to the very, very far end of the North 40, all the way over by where the terminal is, uh, and uh, got shut down. Um, and then from there on in, it was it, the that you know the, the plane was parked and tied down, and, and that the rest of that went went pretty easy. Um, then then it was just into the show. Good deal. But uh, but poor John, he hasn't even had a chance to talk yet, and he's been here longer than all of us. John, you um. You've got a chance to kind of relax a little bit more this year. What did you do with all that time? It's, it's been a slower year. Um, the bum knee, you know, helped with that a little bit. But um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I spent I spent Monday, Wednesday, and Friday kind of more out on the field. Um, I didn't see as much this year as I usually do. And uh, I... <laughs> We got Mike Ladd sitting in front of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's too late. It's too late. There's moonshine here. He's got a clear glass of hundred low lead. He's trying to <laughs> feed us over here. It's not hundred. I think it's about one twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like I got to be able to speak here. He's got clear liquid with fumes. I got to drive. Out I got to drive home tomorrow. So this is not happening. <laughs> Anyways. Long enough. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I've been here all week. It has been. Quite possibly the best Oshkosh <laughs> that I've ever been at. Um, I, I don't know what it is about this year, but um, Camp Aiken is bigger than ever. Um, I've seen more of the sh- seen more and less of the show at the same time than ever, which is odd. But it, it just I, I don't know. It's been it's been fantastic. There's been so many people here. Um, there's always someone hanging out here. There's always someone hanging out here. Uh, every night has just been a blast. I've seen so many of the friends I get to see once a year. Um, it's like the biggest family family reunion, as a lot of people have said. We had, we had some new campers to our area this year, <laughs> like uh, Jack and Jeb from uh, UCAP. From UCAP, yeah. I mean, here. that was fantastic. That's how we um, know we've arrived. We've oh. had Jack, Jeb, and Ariel Tweedo. We're on <laughs> yeah. The We're kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 been fantastic. And... Um, the show has been awesome. You got the B fifty two here, which is really cool. I, I love that plane. Um, a three fifty. The A three fifty. You know that thing when the thing came in. Holy crap! Tell uh, us about it because it, we didn't get to see he, it. Didn't see it at all. He just came in. You know, I'm, I'm in Camp Bacon most of the time, so most of what I see from the flight line is from here. And we just look up, and everybody's like, "Oh, A three fifty And I mean, he just starts banking all over the place and doing all kinds of stuff, and. It's unnatural for a commercial airliner. <laughs> I was watching it from from my desk at work. I threw I threw up the live feed. Yeah, and they were putting it up there, and so I had it going on in the big screen TV that's in our office there, <laughs> getting some work done. I, <laughs> but it was amazing watching him yank and bank that thing around. I, I'm not normally an Airbus guy. I'll be honest. Yep. Um, but I really like that airplane. <laughs> the paint job. Uh, the paint job is fantastic. Um, what it can do is awesome. Uh, and you know what? It looks good. Uh, unlike the A380, it actually looks good. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Uh, that was that. That was pretty cool. Um, Unfortunately, it took off uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't here for long. But uh, normally, those things come in like on Thursday and stay through the weekend and it, take off on like Saturday. It or it, de- it depends. Um, you know, there's been a lot of turnaround stuff. Um, like I went out the other I mean, day and I heard that. How long can you have a, an Airbus sitting in, sitting in Boeing Square anyways? <laughs> yeah, true, right? <laughs> Boeing's like, that's <laughs> enough. 
you got to oh, go. Too bad you can't stay. Go home, Airbus. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's been a really good year. Um, we, uh, I, I know Chris is part of this as well, but uh, the other day we got to fly in an airplane. Yeah, we got. It's my first ride after coming to Oshkosh for five years. John's been coming here for about seven. Is that right? No, we're uh, we're coming up on uh, 2009. Do the math from there. I was here for two days in 2009. Nine and, and five, 16. Or six, I mean, right? Yeah, so six. so I've been here for five full weeks and two days on that sixth year. Um, we were offered a ride. We, we were. Uh, I, the only rides I've gotten here are the trimotor I've done, I paid for, and I got the ride in the Aztec what? last year. Uh, what did David we ride the very, the very first year I came? We rode the uh, helicopter. Oh, I forgot about the helicopter. Yeah. So I got three I got three rides here. Bell 47. Yeah. There you go. Two of them you had to pay for. Yeah. Two of them I had to pay for. That's right. Um, but this one was a freebie, but, which is great. But, yeah, but this year, um, Sean Berry, who fantastic guy, um, met him a couple of years ago, actually, up, up here. I think the first year I was here, actually, uh, for the full week in 2010. Um, mm-hmm. But he was doing rides in his 172 on floats. Seaplane base. Amazing. Uh, so we went over the seaplane base and got a ride in a float plane. And I tell you what, I'm hooked. It's that is my next thing. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going over to, to Bay Bridge. I'm doing the Sea Ray thing. And yeah. I'm going to get that done. If you guys were listening to the uh, last uh, podcast, John was talking about that Sea uh, Ray that's available over there. Yep. Now it's just. And, and so what happened? You took a picture of it and you sent it to your wife. So so that was funny. Uh, let's, let's preface this with a couple of years ago when my mother in law was still living in Winter Haven, Florida, we went down and we went to Fancy a Flight, which is, you know, in between Orlando and Tampa. Mm hmm. And I don't know what happened, but my wife got obsessed with the duck, the Grumman duck. <laughs> and Good to qualify that. Yeah. So she uh, she was like, you, you should get that. <laughs> and I was like, sure. Let's write a check for there it right go. now. Let's do it. Um, so anyway, so she loves things on floats. And so I've sent her pictures of a lake. Um, I love the lake. Uh, any of them. The Buccaneer, the Renegade. I'll take any of them. Um, she hates them. Uh, the CB, she hates them. Is it the look uh, of it? It's the look. Anything with a hall, she hates. I showed her the sea, the sea ray, and she hated it. So she likes floats better than boats. I, yes. <laughs> Tur- turns out she does. Mm-hmm. And so I sent her a picture of the 172 on floats, and she was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love that plane. Yeah. That's and that's what you want to hear out of your wife. I, exactly, and so I said, I said, yeah, and I said they take the floats off in the winter and put the the tires on, and so they, it's just a float plane in the summer. And she's like, yeah, you should do that. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> I can I can get along my with that. Arm too hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, so I I think that uh, that getting my my uh, airplane single agency is probably next on my list. Um. After I'm going to do the the open airplane checkout, I was talking to Rod at open airplane and which um, plane are you going to get checked out in? Uh, probably 172. Uh huh. Um, which get me in the system? What's the FBO that it's at? Uh, Trident over at uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Baybridge Airport. Okay. Uh, same airport the Sea Ray's at. Yeah, that's convenient. So I'm going to go over there, do my checkout, and probably talk to the Sea Ray people and figure out what it's going to cost to do the 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 float plane rating. Uh huh. So as soon as I can get the money for it. I'm gonna probably gonna do that, um, but at least I got flying bef- before then. And uh, thinking about going out to San Diego in um, the winter, 
And if I have the open airplane, I'm hoping to be able to to do a flight out there. Gotcha. I think it'd be cool. So, so yeah, uh, you know that that 172 on flow flight was the first flight I've had since January. That was a lot of fun. I uh, I threw up a couple of cameras and mic'd it in, so I'm excited to edit that, put it together, and see what it looks like. Totally thought you were going to say that you threw up. That no. is exactly what I thought. <laughs> oh, I threw up in the float plane. A couple of times. No, no. So, so you should be dog bag and not Tupper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I brought a whole bunch with me, but uh, it was all good. We had some turbulence for a little while, but not much. And every once in a while, Franz would be like, are you okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, was it wasn't. <laughs> we, we heard about the cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. I hate, hate giving up good food that I just paid for. <laughs> but... So. No, I mean we, we same thing. We had, we had a little bit of chop, but it wasn't bad. And I know that you, as well as me, found out what Warbird Warbird, Warbird Island, Island is. is. Yeah, if you if you ever um, been around Oshkosh for some time and been listening to ATC and people report over Warbird Island, now I've actually got to see Warbird Island um, from the air, and it's just a little island that's out there over um, over by the seaplane base. Well, not far from it, out there in um, Lake Winnebago, and it's kind of a bird sanctuary i guess for no better word i mean it's just there's no predators there so there's all kinds of like white cranes i think is what they were yep it's just a ton of birds mm-hmm. not and very not, big not as far as the ones but like literal birds yeah this whole time when i thought they said that you know <laughs> i kind of thought they were saying that they were <laughs> it, was, it was an island filled with p51s yes and not an island per se <laughs> not an island per se but just like you know where um the warbirds are on the on the north yeah. side. I kind of thought that's where they sit there in my head. That's where I'm thinking they are. They call that like an island, but clearly not. So no, it's a real island with real birds. Well, after and, and <laughs> so and so Sean so graciously did this for I don't know six or seven people. a ton of people. It was fantastic. Maybe more than that. I mean, there was a family with a little boy, and they went up, and a couple other people, other than just you know friends from you know um, social media that he knows uh, like us. Uh, so that was awesome. And then after that, we got to see the uh, Icon demo out there in the little lagoon area. Were you already gone for that? I had already gone for that, but um, it was it was really awesome. That was a that was an awesome little plane and a great little demo they did. He, that dude was yanking and banking that thing like he thought he was in an F-16 on floats. And in this year at Osh, um, you know, the big thing for Icon is they they, they delivered delivered. They, the they actually one. delivered yes. their first one. And it was to the Young Eagles, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Only like 3,406 to go based on the orders they got or something like that. I don't know how many orders they got, but they got a ton. To clear the backlog. Yeah. 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 I think if you put your deposit down today, I think you get it in 2019 was what their website said. Wow. So you got to really want one. Yeah. And you sure are happy if you were the first few hundred people that got in when it was like $125,000 or something like that. and. No, you still get upcharged. No? Yeah. No. Yeah. Why wouldn't your price be locked at the day you bought it? Because it's not the way that businesses can function in aviation. You you pay full freight. Well then, uh, yeah. I, your mileage may vary. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's a hundred. It seems like why would they give you a price today and say, oh, by the way, now it's going to be this. And if you're still in, you're in. If not, that's, so, you know, that's, that's the, the way, way it works. That's the way it goes. I don't. Yeah. It's sad but true. Now I'm really sad. Sorry. For just for the people who's out extra sixty thousand dollars or whatever. They've just I guess. been in, they've just been without their cash for longer. Yeah, bummer for them, I guess. I won't I won't ever probably own go. one, but it looks <laughs> like a lot of fun. And um, 
you know, a ton of fun either on the water or in the air. Um, one of the comments I'd made was, you know, I wish it could do faster than just 100 miles an hour. I, and knowing that the light sport um, regulation is up to 120 knots. But they had already given away several concessions to get waivers for the weight that they've had to add to get past that. So to put on a larger engine to get past that, up to that 120 knot mark is probably the it, reasoning behind and, that. And that airplane is not about speed. I mean, that, it looks that like airplane is entirely anyway. built for having fun and just putzing around. It comes with a trailer. It's not for going places. It's a jet ski, and it's got and <laughs> it's a jet ski with wings. It's a jet ski with wings, yeah, and it and it has like two and a half hours worth of fuel. I mean, it's yeah. not much. You're you're not going to take that plane and fly somewhere. No, probably so not. So you just go, you put it in a lake with the trailer, and have some fun. Definitely would fun. have some fun. Rich boy toys. Exactly. I want to belong to the club. Um, what else? So after that, uh, I've walk the soles off of my shoes up and down this place from um, the Warbirds, the North 40, to uh, Ultralights and back. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm flat out tired. Um, Franz got to ride in a gyrocopter today. Had a good time doing that. Whoa. Pretty cool. Two-seat gyrocopter. You want to tell us about that, Franz, since you're hanging out, what your thoughts of uh, the gyrocopter ride was? Yeah, sure. Uh, it was a uh, auto gyro, I believe was the name of it, and uh, it was the full canopy one. They came out with a new side by side, but this was the the tandem front to back uh, sitting. Rotax 912, which I believe is a hundred horsepower, naturally aspirated version. The 914 is the turbo, which they offer in the uh, the side by side. But uh, no, I'd always wanted to ride in one. I I've watched them online for several years and and had the opportunity to do it. And uh, we took off. It was probably about a 25-minute demo flight uh, out uh, close to over the lake and did a pretty big loop, came in, did a low-speed pass before um, coming back around in a pretty short touchdown period. I think our takeoff roll was four or 500 feet, four or 500 feet because it was hot outside and we were pretty much maxed out in terms of weight. But I think, uh, you, I think, you, I think you touched down and stopped within 10 feet. Yeah, the if the touchdown is nothing. I mean, that's kind of the benefit of that particular aircraft is, is being able to do that. But it was. I mean, it, I was really impressed with the smoothness of the the Rotax. Once the once the uh, the top rotor kicked in, you you could definitely feel vibration, especially on descent. But I mean, he he turned it really sharp. I mean, we I was I was super impressed at the handling of it. You even mentioned something about like he almost put it into a hover. Yeah. So. The blade is spinning as long as you're moving up top, and and as long as he, he can bring it into basically a hover-type situation, as long as it's not for a real extended period of time, and then it's nose down to pick the speed back up and, and get going again. Uh, but So it can't sit and hover like a normal helicopter for a really long period of time, but it is possible to stop briefly, and that was a, a neat experience. The, the sight picture out of the thing was fantastic, a real nice panorama view, and uh, it was fun. I, I'd, I'd never turn in my, uh, you know, my <laughs> loony for it or anything, yeah. but for a, something like a toy, it's, it's, you know, to me, it's the same category as like a, an icon type thing. It's, it's a, it's a rich guy toy. Um, definitely lots of fun though. If you're in a area where something like that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Um, I think, uh, 
Man, I just keep getting distracted. There's got to be at least 55 people still hanging out here. <laughs> I love Camp Bacon. It's like family that I only get to see once a year. <laughs> That's the right kind of family to have sometimes. Um, anyways, uh, we are uh, pretty much wrapping it up tomorrow morning. Uh, John is going to thump me on the head somewhere around 5 a.m. tell me to get up and get out of his tent. Something like that. Um, he's heading out at O-Dark 30 and... About by six or so? Uh, yeah, about six. We got a fourteen-hour drive with stops home back to Baltimore. Um, about what it took us to get up here. Uh, problem is on the way home we lose the hour, which kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, she get home around nine, and then I'm back to work on Monday after dropping uh, David Allen off at the airport. So all right. Well, we'll be up pretty early too then, and um, it, and uh, getting out of here as well. Uh, Franz and I have to go drop the Mooney off in Wilmer, um, Minnesota. Uh, just a couple, it's, uh, what was it, two, 200 miles from here or over? No, it's, it's, o- it's over 200. It's about 280? 280, 280, 280 something. 290 yeah. from here. So we got a couple-hour flight to, to get up there, and uh, we got to drop off the plane in Wilmer to uh, have the tanks resealed. And um, um, Brad's uh, generously... Going to come pick us up and uh, and get us over to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and we're going to take a Southwest jet home. What time are you thinking about getting out of here? Uh, I'll probably be wheels up by noon. Uh, I've got to uh, do a few things in the cities before I come out and pick you up, and uh, then I'll shuttle you back and probably have a chance to grab a bite to eat somewhere and uh, get you to the airport in plenty of time. Sounds good. Yeah, I, th- I think our plane don't leave until 8 or something like that, so we got plenty of time to do that. Right. So... Anyways, any other uh, final thoughts before we uh, call it an Oshkosh? Yeah, I think the one thing I would add is my f- the, the thing that was most interesting to me that was new this year was the EAA Pilot Proficiency Center. Uh, and I went in there and have shot so far three approaches, um, starting with just a, a real easy, you know, 1,000-foot ceiling kind of approach and then kind of slowly ratcheting down to an approach all the way down to ILS minimums. Uh, on on the sim in in pretty challenging gusty crosswind conditions. And how how was how was the quality of that sim and and in comparison to not having that um, three dimensions of of movement? It wasn't a, it wasn't a motion simulator, was it, it? It was not a motion simulator, and it's IFR, so you want to be to feel as isolated from what's going on as you can be. Mm-hmm. So almost the entire flight you're looking at nothing but a gray screen with a panel on the front of it, which okay. is just like Ideal. IFR. Yeah. And uh, then you, you know, stuff, some lights start to break out of the muck, and then you can see the approach end of the runway, and then eventually you can see a little further down the runway. Mm-hmm. And that's as good as it gets. Um, and uh, for that, it was ideal. Um, and the approaches count. I yeah, mean, these you are, got to log it. I got to log it. They, they count for my six approaches in a hold. I'm going to try to sneak back in tomorrow morning and see if I can get a couple more in. And they only uh, let you do one at a time. No, you can do you can do a bunch. It's just as much as you can take, really. Okay. I mean, they, it takes time. You know, it's probably 30, 35 minutes to do the whole sequence. Um, okay. The ones that I've been doing, you start on the ground, you get a clearance from clearance delivery, you get taxi instructions. Um, you know, and you you can hear other pilots on the other sims uh, working their way through. And, you know, some folks are, you know, they're very professional. They have no issue picking up their clearance. They have no issue, you know, talking with the controller and knowing what the phraseology is and all that. 
And then there are some people that can barely pick up a taxi clearance. Ouch. You know, I, there, was a, there was a guy that it took four or five tries for him to just be able to read back what his taxi clearance was. He wow. had the runway wrong. He had the taxiway wrong. He had <laughs> every single part of it that you his, could possibly get wrong. His own end number was wrong. No. And I'm thinking to myself, am I really in the same airspace as you, <laughs> IFR? Are you flying terrifying. a Cherokee 6 also, maybe, on <laughs> yeah, Thursday? right. <laughs> Did you come in on Thursday in a gray Cherokee 6? Because we got to talk. Um, but uh, but it was great. They had VFR and IFR, and the VFR, uh, you know, kind of did sort of st- started with sort of basic pattern work, and then you worked your way all the way up to an aircraft carrier landing. Oh, um, so you know, check it out. Did you get the second? Did you get the second wire? Or? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do any of the VFR. <laughs> I've been I've been strictly doing the IFR because I'm like, hey, free approaches that counts. That's great. Um, and didn't so cost anything. Doesn't cost me a dime. It, it's all good. That was cool. Uh, and and yeah, it was just it was just good to work in the system. It was they were all based in like Long Beach, California area, uh, so it was a different part of the country I've never flown in. They were yeah. Jep, uh, Jeppesen charts, which are different from the NACO charts that I'm used to, mm. and so I I struggled a little bit trying to consume those and spent a bunch of time just briefing the plate uh, to be able to consume the the different format of the plate, uh, and there were still a few things that I. It, w- it was just hard to find certain things. Like uh, when I look at a NACO chart, the sort of normal chart that you get from the FAA, it's very easy for me to, to find the VOR on the chart, find the VOR frequency and the, the Morse code and all of that. None of that could I ever locate on the JEP chart. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's in some <laughs> obvious place, but my eyes couldn't see it. Hmm. Um, so an interesting experience all around. But, uh, but I had a great time. I had a great show. Um, Love to see all the folks here. Uh, like everybody else, well, like John, I guess, I, I kind of took it down a notch or two, um, and I didn't have to work too hard. Um, my son did most of the work. Um, <laughs> he was volunteering uh, a ton. and He was uh, mowing the grass here at Camp Bacon he was, he earlier. Was mowing the grass with a with a real mower, right? The the kind that no Not engine. Not a fake mower, but... Oh. R-E-E-L Oh, mower. R-E-E-L mower, okay. Yes. Um, a push one, not even a, a no gas engine, one. Yeah. no gasoline engine, no electric engine, nothing, just him. Um, and that was after he put in a full shift of work. So, yep. yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was working over there, flying high coffee, slinging coffee every day. Yeah, basically, he's like, I didn't really get to see the show. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. He's such a good kid. He is. He is. So. Uh, Getting him, getting him back home tomorrow, and uh, we'll just decompress for a day, and then uh, back at it Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking forward to a, another non-eventful uh, flight. There looks like there's some possible weather in our way. Did you look? Yeah, I, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Let's go look right now. Let's see, see what it says. That thing was coming over top of Wilmer a little while ago, and it was didn't look like it was moving very fast. A little while ago is not tomorrow. No, look, look. <laughs> Right there. That's big. So what? It's got red in it. It's tomorrow. Okay. Right. <laughs> you have hours. Twelve hours. We'll from trust now. him. He he flies around here a lot. I guess. If you don't like the weather, just wait ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully it uh, picks up some speed. If if it does, then it's going to be. It's either it's going to be on top of us in the morning, or maybe it'll push south or north or something. I don't know. It's pretty large. Or you'll die. Oh, no. 
Anyways, I think we can call it a wrap for OSH 15. We had a great time as usual. Look forward to uh, OSH 16, 16 and what it has in store for us. Um, any other final thoughts? Uh, anybody? John? Uh, no, just best Oshkosh ever. Okay. And uh, it's been awesome being here. It's great. I love uh, how uh, Camp Bacon just keeps growing and growing with uh, new people every year. And uh, look forward to uh, meeting new people again next year. Indeed. Indeed. And we had every day, uh, you had a little bit of weather prior. Um, I know Harvey took a little, you know, bang on the chin. Yeah, apparently Saturday, which is the day we, we, we came down here, um, you know, th there was a really bad storm, flipped some airplanes, damaged some stuff, but it was before most of the people got here, so I think we kind of dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it sucks because there was damage, but it could have been worse. It could have been in the middle of the week, and... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, overall, it has been fantastic weather other than that. So, I, you yeah. know, I really cannot complain. It's Most the hottest day was today. It was 84, 83, something like that. And um, it's been beautiful at night. It's just been it's been fantastic. So mm -hmm. I, I just I can't complain. Nope. Nope. So, well, I guess uh, this is where we say goodbye to Oshkosh. So let's wrap this up. Um, we'll just uh, quickly. Uh, you can reach all of us podcast in the pattern podcast dot com. In the pattern podcast.com is our website, um, facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast, Twitter, same thing in the pattern podcast. So, uh, just, you know, reach out to us, let us know what's going on and, um, come see us at Oshkosh 2016. Exactly. And, uh, hopefully somebody will make it to sun and fun next year. We'll <laughs> see what happens. That's a long track for uh, us. <laughs> I know. Shorter for me, but, yeah, yeah. uh, we'll see. So yeah. Um, you know. Let us know what you think. Uh, Big shout-out real quick to um, Sean Barry for the uh, rides. Appreciate that. That's true aviator right there. He loves what he does. Indeed. And uh, Ariel for uh, coming on earlier. And uh, that was fantastic. So uh, with that, let's wrap it up. And, uh, man, what? too many beers in. Uh, what do you say at the end of these? That'll, that'll conclude this episode. And remember, make left traffic. You're cleared for the option. This and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Voices in Your Head.com.